You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 36 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I try not to get too concerned about the Chiefs after a somewhat shaky performance against the Broncos. And we'll also look at the crazy weekend of NFL football. And ending the show with another look at the Steelers ahead of the super, super wildcard matchup against the Chiefs. But first. Is there a but first? Oh, there's a but first. Bradley, what's the greatest sports competition in the world? The greatest sports competition in the world? Yeah. Uh, beer darts, isn't it? <laughs> That's a really good competition, <laughs> to be fair. Um, so, professional sports, it's not the NFL, it's not the Super Bowl. In fact, it's not an American sport. Curling. It's a global sport. But it's one particular sport or event that starts... Way back in August, with some non-league football teams, and it just keeps going up. And then they bring in some league football teams. <laughs> then they bring in some professional football teams. So I think there's like thousands and thousands of clubs that enter this, and eventually the big boys join in. Well, this weekend, the richest football team in the world, your Newcastle United, lost their third round uh, FA Cup game to lowly Cambridge United, a team that's, what, two divisions or three divisions lower than your Newcastle United, the richest football team in the world? Did I mention that Newcastle United are the richest football club, sports club in the world, and they lost to who? Cambridge United. So people listening to this podcast from America, they only know Cambridge as a university. (laughs) There was a football team, yet your... Newcastle United, the richest football team in the world, lost at home to peasants. Cambridge United. <laughs> we lost to peasants. The FA, Cup. the FA Cup, the greatest sports competition in the world. The one that creates heroes from nowhere. The one where teams can beat other clubs, which are five, six, seven divisions above them. They can have their day and they get paid handsomely well to do it. It is by far and away the greatest club competition in the world. I mean, you say that. You say it's the greatest cup competition in the world. It's not really, is it? It's not. Why is that? It's not. T- it- I, I would put Tiddly, Tiddlywinks World Championship ahead of that at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, I can't say too much because my my team, Arsenal, also lost to a lower division team this weekend. <laughs> we, lost, we lost to Nottingham Forest, who are a club, a division below us, and we went out ourselves. But... We aren't the richest club in the world, are we? (laughs) Yes, we might be owned by Stan Kroenke, but we are still not the richest football club in the world. Unlike Newcastle United, who are the richest by a country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I literally owned by a country, and you guys lose me. And I just thought, as soon as it happened, I thought that is going to be the butt first on this week's show. I have to bring it up. Well, we all know that money doesn't bring instant success, does it? (laughs) <laughs> and I, I, yes, I can I can admit that I actually said that you know this is the turning point. This is where we suddenly turn on the uh, turn on the boosters and away we go up into the stratosphere. We're going to you know finish the season by getting into the Champions League, all that kind of stuff. But I was a bit, a little bit naive. Let's say, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know, to put it in NFL terms, it would be like, who's the worst team in the NFL? Like the but say like the Lions, like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, or the, the Jags. The Jags have got bottom first pick, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jags, Giants, one of those teams. Okay. It would like be like them losing to like a Big Ten college football team. <laughs> I wonder where you were going there. Yeah, you're not, right. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah, not SEC. It's not, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say you can lose to the little giants or anything like that. It's, um, it's like <laughs> not quite the SEC. Yeah. Lower than that. Lower than that, yeah. Lower than that, but like the Big Ten. That's what yeah. it would be like. Or a high school team. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <I'm sorry. laughs> like, it's hard because like I don't really know of any like lower standard american football teams now that the xfl's gone and that aflfl's gone yeah um but who was it was it the st louis battle hawks they were yeah, a team something like they? that yeah yeah you know, yeah it would be like an nfl team losing to them basically <laughs> that's what yeah, it would be you just you just turn in the knife aren't you that's what you're doing you just, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> got it stuck and i'm gonna do as much damage as i possibly can <laughs> So, yeah, Uh-oh. that's that's the equivalent, and um, yeah, what a time to be alive! Yeah, isn't it just? Um, let's not talk about it. But let's tell you what, let's put a pin in it and come back to it another another point, right? Maybe <laughs> I don't know when we get to like episode eighty three or something like that on the Great British Chief Show, we'll come back to this. And we'll talk and about Newcastle, Newcastle United are in the same division as Cambridge United. <laughs> no, when the, when Newcastle United are lifting the Champions League trophy and then trying to break away into another Super League. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll revisit this. We'll re- <laughs> Should we get chatting about the NFL, mate? Where it matters, the Chiefs finished the season twelve and five, which is the first time that anybody has ever been able to say that twelve and five, um, because obviously the extra the extra game in the season was. Um, I, I'm going to get your thoughts on that about the extra game, and I'm, I, I think it's similar to what mine is, but overall. Was this season as expected? Did you expect it to be around about 12 and 5? At certain points, yes. Yeah. I think uh, I think expectations have gone on a bit of a, a journey this year, <laughs> should we say. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we started, obviously, the season with really lofty expectations in terms of the regular season. Patrick Mahomes himself talked about going 20 and 0. We never thought that would be a, a possibility. We never thought once that the Chiefs were going to go 17 and 0 in a regular season. But we did expect them to at least lock up the number one seed, win 13, 14 games, I think is what we, we predicted. But then obviously September happened, October happened. And at that point, I think I would have been happy with 10 and 7. Or nine and eight. It's really hard doing the maths, isn't it? No, yeah. (laughs) It's so much harder. It's so much harder. So, yeah. And obviously, when we go on that streak, we win eight games in a row. Then, obviously, the expectations then becomes that we go 13 and four, lock up the number one seed. And then the Bengals game happens. And then there's another part of this journey, another downward part of this journey, um, followed by a a win on on Saturday that brings us to this point 12 and five. So it's hard to sit here and say, oh, I expected this and this is the way that I wanted to get to it. But at the same time, overall, there are probably only like a game or two short of where we probably predicted them to be at the start of the season. Yeah, I, I would agree with that because, uh, yeah, we mentioned before the season started, we were expecting at least 11 wins, weren't we? I think that's what we what we put as the kind of floor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, would be 11 wins and, um, you know, anything above that would be great and, we didn't actually think that the Chiefs would get anything less than 11 wins. Um, but 12 and 5, yeah, I'd quite happily take that now after the the, 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 the terrible start that the Chiefs had at the beginning yeah. of the season. Um, and it wasn't just the, the fact that they were losing games. It was the performances that, that was really kind of concerning a lot of the fans, wasn't yeah. it? Um, I know it concerned me. I was very, very concerned about this team. And and we've been on record saying that. Um but how they managed to turn it around, and they've had some luck along the way, let's be honest. They have had some luck yeah. along the way, you know, i.e. not facing Aaron Rodgers due to COVID, uh, COVID protocols and everything. Mm. Um, but it's, I think it's a fair, fair ending to a season, I think, for the Chiefs. Yeah, definitely. And like as you mentioned, the, the, the performances in certain games is where our concerns were. If we'd lost five games evenly spread across the season, mm. then we probably wouldn't care too much because there was, it would have been two steps forward, one step back, and we would have been okay with that. Mm. But the fact that those bad games come in sh- such a short 
stint of time and like everyone judges the NFL on the here and now. So mm. at that point, it did seem like the world was falling in on itself. It seemed like it was caving in on us. I sat on the podcast with Rocky and I really doubted the Chiefs' chances of, of making the playoffs because at that time, they were a bad, bad football team. Mm. But then the defensive turnaround happened and that kind of put this some life into this team and we didn't expect it to come from there. We expected the, the life to come from the offense, but that wasn't the case. The defense turned itself around, started playing well. And while the offense slowly found its feet, it eventually did. And now we look a better team right now, overall, bar the last two weeks. But mm. we go back three weeks, we look a better team than we probably were at the start of the season because we're getting contributions from everywhere. But yeah. this isn't how we're going to judge this football team. January's are inevitable now. The playoffs should be inevitable. That's what happens when you get a franchise quarterback. You should be safe in saying that your team's going to make the playoffs, <laughs> Justin Herbert. Um, <laughs> but you should, you should. You've, you've got the call. If you've got the guy at quarterback and yeah. you've got the coach, the playoffs, the wildcard weekend is the absolute floor for a team. Mm-hmm. So we this regular season happened, but we don't care now about that regular season. The Chiefs have the number two seed. It's what they do in the next three to five weeks that really matters. And if the Chiefs go on and win the Super Bowl, make an AFC Championship game, make the Super Bowl, we don't give a flying F about what happens in, in the regular season. It's completely irrelevant. All we care about is like the here and now and what happens ahead of us in terms of the playoffs. It certainly mattered at the time how they were doing three and four, wasn't it? At one point, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four, four and three. Or whatever. I, it was, I, it was I can specifically remember like when we were in Newcastle for watching the, the first Chargers game. <laughs> Obviously, I was on such a high because Arsenal had just beaten Spurs and I was pissed. Oh, you, as were a an, fart. you were an idiot that night. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was really drunk, but I remember everyone getting really down because at the time we'd obviously lost the Chargers. I think the Chiefs were one and two. Yeah. Okay. And it was at that point, it was nowhere near as bad as what it was going to become in terms of the three and four mm-hmm. and the bad performances. I strongly believed at that moment in time, they just had some bad luck. They had the Edwards Alaire fumble against the Ravens and they just had a game against the Chargers where everything went wrong. Well, at that meetup, everyone was saying, all right, caving in, the world's caving in, we're not going to make the playoffs, blah, blah, all this. And I would just sat there saying, it doesn't matter. We're going to be there in January <laughs> because we are that team. You're like, who cares about what happens now? We're going to make the playoffs still. And at that time, I firmly believed it. Fast forward five weeks, and I didn't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. at that time, in September, you're already, or I was already looking forward to January, October, November, December, completely irrelevant in my eyes at that point. And because this is a January football team now, it's like the Patriots were for years with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, with how the Colts were with Peyton Manning. They are a January football team. And that's what separates an elite team from a good team. Mate, I think that prediction, half of Newcastle heard that prediction at about 2 a.m. in the morning. It's all right, boys. It's all right. Don't worry, buddy. It's all right. Arsenal. Arsenal. (laughs) Mate. Seriously, people. There were so many Chiefs fans there that were going. If we just drown him in the Tyne River now, would anybody <laughs> need to know? Would anybody, anybody need to? Know? <laughs> but but was I wrong? Well, no. I suppose you weren't. <laughs> I suppose you weren't wrong. But I, I mean, obviously at the time it was like, oh yeah, there's something not right here. And, and like we said, the performances were were one of the main things that a lot of fans really kind of transfixed themselves on a little bit. That this isn't the Chiefs team that they're used to. Um, but they sorted it out. Like you said, they went on a good eight-game eight winning streak. And, yeah, they, this team finds a way. And, they, and we, we say that a lot, of the, a lot of the time about, you know, championship winning teams. They can play bad, but they can still pick up wins. And, you know, it, it, yeah. It happened on Saturday. It happened exactly that. Yeah, It happened on Saturday. They play the bad, were- still win. They were so bad on Saturday. Oh, they were terrible. Like, awful. Like, if Drew, Drew Luck could hit some accurate passes down <laughs> deep, then the Chiefs would have lost that game. Yeah. They were that bad, the Chiefs. Like, I was, I was thinking it myself. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking, I, I can't see this team winning four games in a row. Yeah, at that you point. even tweeted it at that point. Thinking, yeah, I don't. Yeah. That, God, I took some hate for that tweet. Yeah, that um, went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? But I was like, I, it was, 
I fought it. I don't know whether I believe I believed it or not, but it, it was something that popped in my head, and it was a question. So I thought I'd put it out to the ether of the internet and see what was going. And I wasn't alone in that thinking because at the time, in that game, it just it looked like you know, like when bad losses affect teams and then they don't really seem to recover. Yeah, it looked like the Bengals' defeat had broken the Chiefs almost mm. because yeah. yeah. Because of how they responded, like everyone was still like, I was still so mad about the Bengals game going in. Still am. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> I was waiting for the game on Saturday, but I wasn't really that excited because I was still really hurt about the Bengals mm. game. And to begin with, for the first few quarters of that game on Saturday, it kind of looked like the Chiefs were still reeling from it. Yeah. For whatever reason, they just didn't look like their mind was right. Mahomes looked okay. Yeah. But no one else did. The defense looked like they weren't interested in tackling. Mm-hmm. receivers didn't look like they were interested in getting open McCall Hardman was playing quite well Patrick Mahomes playing quite well but in general most of the guys just didn't look like they wanted to be out there mm. but as you said what do good teams do they find ways to win when they're playing badly yeah. and then Melvin Ingram pops up absolutely blows up Melvin Gordon and next thing you know Nick Bolton's running into the end zone to score the game winning touchdown and yeah. the Chiefs walk out secure number one, number two seed and can sit back and relax and watch Sunday's game. So, yeah, it wasn't all bad, but bloody hell, at times was it a really, really hard watch. It was. And I, part of me thinks that maybe Andy Reid just, just wanted to be more focused on the health of the players rather than actually trying to push for the one seed. Because realistically, the one seed was out of reach in a way, wasn't it? Even if we, even if we actually won that game anyway. But I think Andy Reid probably thought, you know what, we're in the playoffs. It doesn't matter where we sit. We will play whatever team you know we play next in the playoffs. And I think he's probably put that into the mindset, saying, "Please, just don't get hurt." And we saw that with well, uh, with the likes of Tyreek Hill as well. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no, 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 no. You can't say that about Tyreek Hill because Why? Tyreek Hill got hurt and he get kept getting put back in there. Yeah, it was unlimited snaps though, wasn't he? So no, if he's hurt and Tyre and Andy Reid's trying to protect his players, he doesn't really care about the result. Then why is Tyreek Hill in there? If he doesn't care about the result, why is Patrick Mahomes in there? Like, yeah. why are you risking any of your star players if you don't really care because you've already given up on the number it, one it, seed? That they line wanted line. that win. They wanted, the, the powers that be in that game wanted that win. That's why Tyreek Hill was put back in there when yeah. he was hurt. It's why Patrick Mahomes was clearly ants about how the rest of the team was playing and trying to get some life into the team. They wanted that win. They wanted that number two seed because they know that one loss from the Titans and the Chiefs are the number one seed. Whether mm. that happens on Sunday, whether it happens in divisional weekend, the Chiefs will be hosting the AFC Championship game. I just think it was the Chiefs didn't manage to relay that message to the whole of their team. I yeah. think it went to certain members of the team, just not all of them. The defense still looked like they were hurting from the week before after getting torched by Justin Herbert. Some offensive players weren't in it, but the important ones on Saturday were. Thankfully, Patrick Mahomes' head was in the game. And Andy Reid looked like he was kind of up for coaching on Saturday. It is a difficult one, though, because it is like that halfway house, isn't it? It's halfway where you still want to win, but you still want to kind of protect protect the players. And that's what I mean. The situation the, the Chiefs were in, they put themselves in that situation, obviously losing to the Bengals. But it was such a, a weird game to watch because... As the game was pro- progressing, we, a lot of us were all saying, "Look, just bench Mahomes, bench everybody else, or anything you know, anybody available." Because, because the way the game was going, it just it felt like it was running away from us, basically. And when you have somebody like Drew Locke, I mean, he scored two touchdowns on two gimmies, really. I mean, he just ran, didn't he? The Chiefs were, I think, seriously, they were in an awkward situation because of this final game, because of. Like you said, they want to make sure that they had the, the healthy players, but also they wanted to win. It was a, it was almost like, like you said, the halfway house was 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 clouding their judgment a little bit. They didn't know really kind of what they wanted to do for the better. So why not just go out, blow out the Broncos early, and then put Chad Henney in at the start of the third quarter, or the middle of the third quarter? Well, Surely yeah. that's the best route to go down. But no, they we wouldn't. They found themselves before. We've said they found them... Re- Reed's not got that killer instinct, has he? I, I, I have a tough, I have a really tough time putting that performance on on Andy Reid yeah. because to me, it was so clear that individuals were the problem. The execution, was it? 
Yeah, I did say like the tackling was horrendous. Andy Reid cannot do anything to about the tackling. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the uh, tackling was horrendous. The angles defenders were making was horrendous. They weren't covering properly. It was just the, the whole thing on the defensive side of the ball was a mess. And we know what the Broncos do to Mahomes in the offense. It's not like Vic Fangio hasn't had success against uh, Pat Mahomes before. It, 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 what? 22 points in the last two games at Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. I think it was that the, the Broncos had held Mahomes too. Buck has kicked God knows how many field goals against the Broncos because Mahomes can't get into the end zone. That's nothing new. That that happens between Chiefs and Broncos games. And thankfully, Vic Fangio's gone and that is no longer a problem in Mahomes. I was going to ask you about this. But yeah. defensively, we haven't seen that before from the Chiefs defense against the Broncos offense yeah especially a broncos offense led by who drew Locke. <laughs> yeah now come on and if it wasn't for that play by melvin ingram broncos you fancied them to score i did i, I did them take, I, I, actually, them take I thought then, drew Locke was going to run it in again yeah and then all of a sudden you've got the issue of Mahomes trying to break down the broncos defense again mm. not if we want to try and i just think the individuals especially on the defensive side of the ball were so, 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 so bad and they were still hurting from the week before that they were the issue, not not Andy Reid. It, it, you cannot put that performance on Andy Reid. It, like, none of this killer instinct rubbish. It was just players having a bad game and still clearly hurting from what happened the week before. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a question here. If you had the choice between Spags or Vic Fangio, as your defensive coordinator, who would you take? Wow. Um, that is a question, isn't it? Because right. when, when I saw the Broncos and got rid of him, I was like, ah, hang on a minute. This, this would be an interesting question. Fangio's like a really good defensive mind. Yeah, like the, I know. The, Bears, the reason why he got that job was because of how good he was with the Bears defense. Yeah, granted, the Bears defense had Khalil Mack and God knows how many other stars, and they were yeah. really good. But this Broncos defense is also really good. Their problem, their problem is not defense. For a team that everyone talks about how loaded they are in offense and offense and pass catches and stuff, their strong point isn't their offense, it's the defense. And the defensive performance from the Broncos this year has been excellent outside of a couple of games whilst i think fangio is more consistent yeah what spags gets out of this particular group of players and this particular group of talent Mm -hmm. is quite impressive they seem to want to play for him don't they especially later on in the season i know the last two games have been a bit rubbish but in general when, when since Spags has been in town, the defense has always got better as the season's gone mm-hmm. on, and they've been a very good playoff defense yeah. outside of last year's Super Bowl. So it's kind of like the stick to what you know kind of question. Yeah, with this current group of players and him knowing them how they do, I'd probably go with Steve Spagnolo. But if we were on a clean slate and there was a defense to be built and you could only keep one or two pieces, then I'd probably go Fangio. It's that's an irrelevant such, question, anyway. That's such an on the fence answer, though. <laughs> I mean, we've got a lot to thank Spags for, clearly, because of what he's, he's done. He's not dead. <laughs> no, he's not dead. No, no, he's not dead. But what I'm saying is, is we've got a lot to thank him for, and and I'm I'm one of those that was calling for him at the beginning of the season. You put some was... eulogy music over the top of this. <laughs> <laughs> but he he clearly got the the, the players rallied around. Um, they're all dialed into Spags and the way he the way he operates and the way he obviously coaches with them and yeah I mean it was it was just one of those questions that was going around in my mind when I heard the news had broke that you know Fangio is no longer at the Broncos and I thought you know what what would be the best what would be the best situation there you're such a Spags hater I'm not any any chance you get to talk about getting rid of Spags you are (laughs) on it like you don't miss a trick when it comes to anti-Spags talk like no no one no one else is having this conversation this week <laughs> except us two. I wouldn't even have brought this up ever, but you do because you've always got Spags. Oh, God, he was just playing around in my mind. You're one of those. You're never happy, are you? You're never <laughs> happy. <laughs> I want the world. I want it all. <laughs> um, First, Andy Reid doesn't have a killer 
instinct. Now Spags needs to be replaced by Vic Fangio. Jesus, Brad. We only, we only had a 12 and 5 season, Tom. Do you want us to go back and draft to Sean Watson over Patrick Mahomes? Is that what you want? <laughs> All right, you made your point. Made your point. Um, right. Well, obviously, the Chiefs beat the Broncos in that game, but I want to move on now to. The craziest weekend I think any of any of us have ever witnessed in the NFL, hmm. and it all started from the Jags versus Colts, doesn't it? <laughs> this whole absolute—I I, want to say—poo storm <laughs> was was all dialed up, all thanks to the Jags, and I, I, I just want to thank the Jags organization for giving us that. Because everyone thought that the Colts were just dialed in. I think I think I read somewhere that when the Colts like eighty six percent nailed on to be in the playoffs, like twenty yeah, like twenty two point favorites to beat the Jaguars. I'm sure. Yeah, as well. you know, eighty six percent to be in the playoffs. That's almost a dead cert, isn't it? If you had to put money on that, you'd be like, you'd be like yeah, 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 I'll put the house on that for sure. But the Jags upset the apple cart and created this absolute vacuum of excitement. Yeah. Um, where you know, yeah, whilst while, while half of that crowd was dressed as clowns, yeah, <laughs> come on, oh, I forgot about that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, nobody gave the Jags a cat in hell's chance, and I, I'm 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 one of them as well. I thought that there's no chance on this earth that the Jags are gonna dial up the game they did against the Colts, yeah. and <laughs> I mean, it was laughable at one point, but then it was like mouthwatering because we were thinking, well, the, the, the Colts have lost. This has opened the door up now for yeah. the games later on for, for anybody to get in now. Mm-hmm. Then we had the Steelers versus Ravens. A lot of people obviously pitched the, the Ravens were going to win because it's, you know, it could be uh, Big Ben's last game. And I think a lot of people were pitching that you know it was going to be the Ravens that were going to uh, beat the Steelers. The Steelers beat then the Ravens, mm-hmm. which then put them into play into the playoffs. And it was all resting on the Raiders versus Chargers, which yeah. we, 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 even, we, we all predicted it was going to be a kneel-down fest, wasn't it? But it never was. <laughs> well, even another result went that way because like, obviously when the Steelers beat the, the Ravens, the Raiders at that point were occupying a playoff spot, but then yeah. the Dolphins went ahead and beat the Patriots, which eliminate, which then stuck the Colts back in the playoff spot and then put the Raiders, the Raiders back into the outside looking in, which then made that game in particular a must win or tie for both of them, both yeah. the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders were then forced of, to, to play the team because they were in the playoffs. It looked like they were going to have a playoff spot, but then the Dolphins win, and next thing you know, they're in a they're in a game that matters, and yeah. it's this 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 Sunday night football craziness happens. It was just, it was absolutely bonkers, and that's even before you get to Chargers Raiders. The, the, the yeah. few hours before, go from the 49ers beating the um, the Rams coming back and winning in overtime to secure a playoff spot, to the, to the Jags beating the Colts, to the Texans almost mounting that memorable comeback to beat the Titans. Like, I got excited about that. Yeah, when, the, yeah. when the Titans were, what, 21-0 up, and I was sitting back, oh, no chance. And the next thing you know, the, the Texans score 17 un- unanswered points. I nearly switched yeah, can... off. I nearly switched off red zone for that. Nearly. Were you, you, were you no, sitting there? No, no, no. Well, when they were twenty-one, when they were twenty-one, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it out." And, I, and and something kept me watching. It was a bit like, a bit like the game. You remember when the Chiefs uh, won that game against the Broncos and it was off the dunk? Something mm. kept me watching. I thought, "No, no, no, this isn't over with yet. Something's happening." Um, and twenty-one points in the lead. I thought, surely the Texans have got to do something at least. <laughs> yeah. You know, at least get, at least make a game of it at least. And they did. <laughs> Well, considering like the craziness that happened in Jacksonville already and the way that the Steelers-Ravens game was going back and forth, part of me was thinking, this Sunday's been pretty crazy. Is it outworldly that the Texans might actually mount this co- this comeback and actually complete it? So it I think there was a lot of people yeah. throughout the Chiefs' kingdom were watching that Texans-Titan game and were borderline starting to believe. I know I was. And then very oh. quickly, AJ Brown happens and that dies a death. But... Then we get to Sunday night football. <laughs> and I sat here last week on this show 
talking about the tie, the potential tie and what it would mean if the Colts lose to the Jags and how both teams should go out and kneel. And I sat here and said, if that is the scenario, I would get up at 1.30 and watch said thing. Well, Brandon Staley come out literally hours after last week's podcast and said, oh, we're not going to do that. We care about integrity of the game and all this rubbish, okay? So I ruled that out. But what I did do is I got up at 4 a.m. to catch the last part of the game because I thought, I have a vested interest in this now. The Chiefs, this is going to help determine who the Chiefs are playing next week. I'm going to watch the game. And what I watched was the fourth quarter and, and overtime of an absolutely breathtaking football game. When I turned on, the Raiders were 15 points up. Then the Chargers mount this most ridiculous comeback to take it to overtime. And when they did did score that touchdown to bring themselves within a point, I was thinking, here we go. Brandon Staley, he's going to gamble. Gonna go for a two-point conversion. Because that's I think everyone was expecting that. Yeah, I was. But then he decides to then be Mr. Conservative then at the wrong time. Of all times, the man that's gambled all season then decides to be misconservative when he has an opportunity to win. Ah, Because he thought the tie was in. That's what he thought. Well, we come to that. (laughs) We come to that. And then he doesn't, it goes to overtime. We all know what happens. The Raiders are dr- the dr- the dr- um, driving downfield. God knows what Steelers fans must have been thinking at that point. It looks like a tie is going to happen. There was actually a Steelers like the Steel- fan there kicking off big stone because he, 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 was, he was literally shouting, this is fixed, this is fixed. He was in the crowd. He was there, it's fixed, it's fixed. Um, he, was, he was incensed, that guy. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, and it came down to that, that final... That final drive was, like, like we said, it, it, we, I think we all expected it was going to be, oh, they'll run it, they'll run out of the clock, end of story. But, I mean, you take it away, mate, with what Brandon Steele. Well, I just, the timeout's such a funny one because, like, the people that are defending Brandon Staley are saying, oh, no one would have thought this if uh, Collinsworth and Al Michaels didn't point it out about how bad the timeout was. People would have just let it go. But they couldn't be more off the mark for trying. I think everyone watching the game live Mm. was seeing how the Raiders were playing that one out. It was so obvious in all of the body body language of the players that they were settling. I still think they would have kicked a field goal. But I think they would have been happy to kick a longer field goal, knowing that if it goes in, great, they're the sixth seed. If they if it if it doesn't go in, then they've got um, then they've got to go Kansas City. Yeah. But I think I think they were kind of okay with that because they knew that it was going to be relatively risk free. They're pretty um, much in. yeah, in. and then they were in the playoffs. Yeah. But something happened, and I truly believe something happened with that timeout that pissed them off. Yeah, I think and I do, I do think yeah, uh, people say, well, they still run a run play. But they ran a better run play. They, they, they like. Yeah, it, it didn't look as half fast that it. That, that yeah, it was more play. urgency. You could yeah. tell with the body language. There was yeah. more urgency around from everyone, and I just well, even Justin Herbert was on the sideline going, "Oh, I've never wanted a tie so bad," <laughs> and I think the rest of his team wanted a tie. They did. Eckler did. <laughs> just one bloke didn't. It was Brandon Staley, and unfortunately. The reason why, for the Chargers fans, fortunately for us, because I find it hilarious, but <laughs> the reason why the Chargers aren't in the playoffs is because of Brandon Staley's ego. Yes. That's why. Yeah. That's why. He has cost them so much this year. Yes, you can say that he's he's give a little bit, but he has cost them so much because of his own arrogance, mm-hmm. because he has his way of thinking, which is can be right but he refuses to step away from it in terms of going for it on fourth down, in terms of all the aggression. Yeah. Yes, it's worked for him in the past, but it's also cost him. And what I just didn't understand was, and it's the same from the Raiders side of thing, is why they let pride get in the way of a dead cert playoff mm-hmm. berth. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can say, oh, we played the game properly. That Raiders fans can say that. Raiders players can say that because guess what? They're in the playoffs this weekend. <laughs> you think? Do you think Chargers players are thinking that now? Oh, we can play the. We oh, at least we played the game properly as they're sitting there on the sofa this weekend <laughs> watching the playoffs play out. Like, go back five days and say, right, you've got an opportunity 
to nil this out and get yourself playing next weekend and a week off. Every single Chargers fan player would go back and redo that and take the knee. I just yeah. do not, I just don't understand why both teams didn't agree on it in the first place. Yes, it would have pissed the league off. Yes, the league would have come off the blood afterwards, but both teams would have been in the, in the playoffs and both sets of fans and both sets of players would have been happy. But yet, egos and arrogance completely got in the way of it. I'm kind of angry with how the how it actually played out in the end because I was hoping for... No, no, no. I'll get, I'll get to it. Don't worry. I was angry because I was hoping that the NFL were going to have, have egg on their face for the fact that the two teams were going to be kneeling it out for the whole entire game, right? Yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted them to really reassess this super wild card uh, yeah. playoff because I didn't believe that this would be as entertaining and it shouldn't have been entertaining. Damn, it was entertaining. It was so entertaining that final game, yeah. And 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 the positions that that, that, that I mean that 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 playoff bracket just seemed to just swap around so much, yeah. didn't it? And it went down to that last game. Yeah. And I feel angry that the fact that the NFL were right <laughs> <laughs> to, put that, to put the extra playoff like wild card uh, slot yeah. in there and play an extra game. And I feel really cheesed off with the fact that that the NFL were just are just basically sticking up the fingers at us now, yeah. just, just laughing at every 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 fan base. Yeah, um, is, you're right though. It's annoying that the, the NFL got like the most exciting end possible to their season. Like you couldn't have scripted a more exciting end. Yeah. Where for me, I really wanted the biggest anticlimax ending ever, and that was both teams kneeling it out. And I'm Chargers and Chargers players in particular wish. I promise you that's what happened on Sunday. But they're not in the playoffs, so screw them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to go to a break then, but I just want to ask you this. I mean, when the beginning of the season happened and we, we saw how the uh, the AFC West was playing out, did you ever think the Raiders were in a position or would be in a position to get into the playoffs over the Chargers? No. No, absolutely no, not. I'd say me. We're sitting here talking about the Colts and the Chargers not making the playoffs, yet the Raiders and the Steelers have. Like, yeah. Think about that for a second. That is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, the Raiders had a good start. I think they were five and one, weren't they, the Raiders? They were, yeah. Um, when the AFC West, but then everything fell apart. Obviously, they had their mishaps during, well, not it's hard to say mishaps. Obviously, they had their issues. Uh, things, the, issues. Mm. Yeah, issues. Uh, much better term um, during the middle of the season and obviously they had to switch coach as well and what I think it was like 60 years wasn't it last time an interim coach yeah. made made the playoffs that same season so yeah the Raiders absolutely come out of nowhere RKO like, literally come out of nowhere made made the playoffs and as this and for the Steelers like Big Ben's corpse making the playoffs is just <laughs> unreal like Mike Tomlin is special he is so so special. Yeah, 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 they had to get had needed some luck to get there, and they certainly got their luck on Sunday. But maybe you make your own luck in this league, and um, there's a reason. Maybe maybe that maybe the Steelers are a team of destiny. Oh, don't say that, please. Don't say that. <laughs> right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we will be talking about the Steelers. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi there, and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the kingdom, Brad and Tom. No Arrowhead Pride rankings this week um, because, uh, well, 
there's no point in doing them really because we've got the playoffs to look forward to, which is really good. So well, there were rankings. Yeah, but we're not going to look at them because there's no point. <laughs> 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 We've dropped off the uh, the dead wood. We're fine. Don't worry about it. I, I love the fact that the that because uh, I didn't write them this week and Pete did. We just said, oh, they don't count this week. <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't count this week. <laughs> the guru hasn't done them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to go straight into the uh, the Steelers game. Obviously, super wild card matchup. I hate saying that. I hate anything with the beginning of super in it. I hate it. I don't know why. It just seems so like 80s. <laughs> don't you think? Oh, you weren't around in the 80s anyway, so you won't know what I'm on about. But yeah, I just think it's just... Superman, Super Bowl, Super Noodles. Like well, Super Bowl's good. Super Noodles are good as well. Yeah, Super Noodles are good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are against the Steelers again. Uh, another old enemy of ours. And talking of old... <laughs> <laughs> The Steelers have dragged their corpse, Big Ben, into the, the playoffs. And um, <laughs> he's been on record today. Uh, I think you've heard this as well, haven't you, Tom? Uh, that Big Ben has admittedly said that the Chiefs are <laughs> almost like 20-point point favourites over the Steelers. Um, and that the Chiefs are the number one team to beat. Then obviously they're not the number one seed, but they are the number one team to beat because they are the current AFC champions. And I, when I saw that, I thought, what's he doing? Is he just completely preparing for life behind the mic hmm. when he finishes after this game, when he retires after this game? Because he will retire after this game. Um, and I'm just thinking it may, be, it may be looking into like, you know, maybe a media job by saying that because big ben of old wouldn't have said that would you agree with that you you are completely wrong um <laughs> he goes on to say in the quote that we don't have a chance we're just going to have some fun that's my games said. yeah it is mind games do you remember a few years ago when he played the chiefs i think it was the year that Antonio Brown caught that touchdown, maybe 2017. And but in the week in the week leading up, he was sitting there with a, in a press conference with like a knee a knee brace and stuff like that, and really like playing up these the fact that he might not play this weekend. And then next thing you know, he comes out and he's completely healthy. Yeah. Big Ben's that what Big Ben is one of those guys. He will try and play down absolutely everything, including the Steelers' chances. But the difference is this time is that he's absolutely right the Steelers <laughs> do not stand a chance to win this game this weekend and I know that if the Steelers do somehow win this game that this bit of audio may end up getting cut up it may end up getting played on some message board in the Steelers country I don't know yeah. but the Steelers are a bad bad football team they were just one of the bad teams that managed to make it out of the playoffs we've said all year that there are a few good teams in this league and there are a lot, and I mean a lot, of mediocre football teams in this league. There is. The from, way the season's played out, yeah. Yeah, from about 10 down, 10 all the way through to 25, it is just made up of mediocre football teams. And unfortunately, with the addition of with playoff teams and the league being greedy, wanting this extra game on wildcard weekend, it has meant that some cannon fodder has been put into the playoffs and it happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, the Chargers could have been the seventh seed. That would have been a much more daunting proposition of the Chargers playing in. But the Chiefs have been handed the next best thing. They couldn't get a bye, but they've got the Steelers. They played them, what, three weeks ago on Boxing Day? 10, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, they beat them 36-10. I think that was the game as well that Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill weren't playing. Yeah. Or Tyreek Hill was limited snaps. Travis Kelsey was obviously out with COVID. Yeah. And Mahomes managed to torch the Steelers' defence. TJ Watt might be a little bit healthier this time. He wasn't obviously healthy the first time they played. Andrew Wiley coped okay. But it doesn't matter. This Pittsburgh Steelers' offence is just so bad because Ben just cannot throw the football anymore. Yeah. He, they are so limited by his arm that the, any team playing the Steelers can just put their whole defense up 
against their receivers, against the running game, against the terrible offensive line and challenge Big Ben to beat them. And yeah, he might have beaten the Ravens on Sunday, but what they scored 16 points, Mm -hmm. 16 points. That's not getting it done this Sunday. Why the NFL decided to put this game as a Sunday night football clash, I do not know, maybe because of the markets. But this game should have been in that early slot on Saturday afternoon. You know, the one where they always put the game, which is easily predictable, the game that all you always get a one-sided victory. The Chiefs have been that slot a couple of times when they beat the Colts in 2018, when they beat the Texans in 2015. It's normally a one-sided game and why the the NFL decided not to put the Chiefs in that particular spot this weekend, I, I do not know. I think it's all to do with the retirement plan. I think that's probably what it is. I think they're looking at that as going, do you know what? If it is Big Ben's last game, let's put it on as like a prime slot. Yeah, but, but shouldn't shouldn't he like be in bed with his cup of cocoa by like half eight? He's up a bit late, yeah. He is up yeah. a bit late. He should be in bed by them and his slippers. He should be. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you're right. I mean, you know, they got they have got some good players. Like, let, let's be truthful on that. You know, I, I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed uh, Deontay Johnson this year, watching how he plays. Um, Najee Harris is another one who's been, um, you know, yeah. a, an excellent running back. He's got over a thousand yards this season. Yeah. Um, so you know, they have got some weapons there, but like you said, when you have an immobile quarterback like Big Ben is, um, it, you know, it's not, so, not for much longer. He'll build his mobility scooter soon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what they should bring it on, shouldn't they? You know, like these, you know, the uh, the injury cart or something. Just bring on a mobility scooter at the end of the game or something. Just let him uh, ride off into the sunset on it. <laughs> but um, but you're right. I think it all comes down to the quarterback, and we've seen that a lot of the time this year um, with the NFL. You know, with the quarterback, like the whether they've got an aging quarterback or whether the quarterback isn't there because they've got a, a you know a stand in. You know, they've got, they've got the backup quarterback. Mm. It's it's not flashy. It's not great. And they, I honestly think the Steelers have been so, so, so lucky to get into this playoffs. So lucky. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's laughable, really, how they've managed to get in. They've got in literally through the skin of their teeth, and they're now going because up. they tied with the Lions. That's why they got into the playoffs. <laughs> like, this is how bad this team was. That's how bad like, it is. They were the first team to give up any form of a result to the Detroit Lions, who were an absolute car crash earlier on in the season. Mm. And the Steelers, they managed to get nine nine wins and fair play to them, but hardly any of those wins have been dominant. No, they have they have not been particularly dominant. Yes, the defense was dominant early on, but as a whole in the team, they weren't great. Yes, TJ Watt, absolute monster. 22 and a half sacks, equaling Michael, Michael Strahan's mm. record in 15 games. I tip my hat. Brilliant. Game record potentially. The Chiefs have to keep an eye on him. Yes, yeah. they've got Casey Hayward as well, who's been an excellent interior defensive lineman for this team for a, a number of years. But guess what? He's going against Joe Tooney and Creed Humphrey. So the Chiefs should be mm. fine there. Offensively, they've got Chase Claypool, they've got Deontay Johnson, they've got Juju, they've got guys that can catch the football that can challenge this defensive backfield, especially after what we've seen in the last couple of weeks with the Broncos and the and the Bengals so willing to challenge these, these Chiefs DBs. But the most important position on the field is quarterback. And with Big Ben, yes, he's going to go out there and give it everything. I'm sure he will. It's his last, potentially his last game in football. He won't want to leave anything on the field. But I just think he's so, so, so bad and such a shadow of his former self that it is impossible for the Steelers to trust him to win a playoff game. The Steelers will win this game if they get an all-time defensive performance Mm -hmm. and they are stupidly aggressive, like Brandon Staley type aggressive when it comes to third and fourth downs. What, timeouts at the end? (laughs) yeah if they're not if they're not that aggressive they're they're going to need mike tomlin to just to leave everything out there and if he doesn't then this team doesn't stand a chance and they might well do that they might think they might go out there and have an effort game Mm. because they're thinking right we didn't expect to be here this time a week ago the chance of us making here was slim to none we're playing kansas city we know we're not favored let's go out there and have some fun which is basically what ben said today Mm. But if the team actually realise that and that is their mindset going in, it probably makes them more dangerous than them thinking, actually, yeah, let's go in there with a proper game plan. Let's go yeah. in there the way and play the way we want to play normally. Mm-hmm. Because the normal version of the Pittsburgh Steelers 
doesn't stand a chance against a half-baked version of the Chiefs, yeah. where a team that leaves everything on the field is a bit outworldly, like not playing their normal game and having that effort game. They are a potential dangerous opponent for the Chiefs, especially if the Chiefs aren't on their aren't on their game as well. You're right about the the effort game theory around it because they are going to be going for it every fourth down, aren't they? They have to. They, they they're going to do it. They're going to do it. They and that's the to. dangerous thing about this, I think. Yeah. So on the flip side, the Chiefs mindset going into this game, um, for me, I think they're going to look at this as going, right, the season's done. It's a new season. Let's treat it like a season game. Let's go out there. We've got the home, the home field advantage. Let's go out there and, and put on a show. And that's what I believe the Chiefs mindset is going to be in this game. But with that, with that though, playing a home home game, I always think there's like an added pressure because you want to win at home because you've got that you've got that that right basically. You you feel like you've got that right to win a home yeah. game, so it's important that the Chiefs get off to a really quick start on this because we know we we know what Arrowhead can get like if the game isn't going well. There's a little bit of unrest. It can go a little bit quiet if the Chiefs are, you know, having a little bit of a um, an issue or a bit of a slump on both sides of the ball. But I think the Chiefs are going to come out the gates in this. I don't know. I don't know about you. Yeah, I like to think they're the same. Yeah, I defensively, there it's going to be there. Like, yeah, I believe that. Going, as well. With yeah. with Ben, as we talked about a minute ago, defensively, I think the Chiefs are going to be fine. But some again, up. I'd like. I'd like to see the offense come out and do what it's done recently in terms of the first drive. They've been very good in the first drive. Let's mm. let's carry that on into the playoffs because a good start is important in the playoffs because atmospheres matter and playoff atmospheres are completely different to any other atmosphere. Yeah. They are so important and crowds can make such a difference. So if the Chiefs can get onside early, brilliant. The important thing is carrying it on though. Because we've seen with this team recently, very good at starting games, and then they tend to peter out a little bit, and then they the get quarter. a little bit better. <laughs> then they get a little bit better towards the end of the game again. But there's that there's that lull that we've seen in too many Chiefs games this year that I think they will get away with against the Steelers. To be honest, mm. I think if they they if they're good for the first quarter, first first half of the second quarter, I think that will be enough. I don't think the Steelers have got what it takes to bring themselves back into a game. But let's not give any reasons or causes for concern going into a game against the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Let's maintain a performance through 60 minutes. If we can, let's roll out Chad Henney for the last quarter, if if we can. Let's put ourselves into a position where there's almost that fear again, because the Bills probably don't fear coming to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. at the moment because of what happened earlier in the year and because the Chiefs haven't been overly dominant at home outside of that one Steelers game. But if they can put it on tape again and be dominant again against the Steelers, then maybe Josh Allen and Sean McDermott and all those guys will have something to think about when they inevitably roll into Arrowhead the following week. Yeah, I think the Chiefs will set themselves up, uh, especially on defence, where I think they're going to be more focused on stopping that run threat. I think that's yeah. I think that's the key. That that's definitely in their mindsets because it, I think we're going to see a lot of blitzing again. It's going to be pretty similar to what we saw with the Bengals, where it was just blitzing, blitzing, blitzing. Um, and it has it has favoured Spags quite a lot this year. That this Chiefs defense has has really been quite aggressive on the blitz and getting to the quarterback. And I think that is the right way to play this with Big Ben as the quarterback because he's not mobile and he's going to be he's 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 going to want to get the ball out quickly but that's I think that's how mistakes happen and there's yeah. going to be a lot more in, incompletions because of that I mean when you've got the likes of Melvin Ingram and you've got the likes of Frank Clark and you've got Chris Jones shooting up the middle yeah it's gonna panic you I mean I don't care who you are I mean Big Ben's a big guy but I don't care who you are if you see those three coming at you you're going to want to get the ball out as quick as yeah. possible. Um, but like we've said before, I think the issue at the minute has been almost covering that. Mm. And the cornerbacks has been a little bit of an issue. Um, I mean, I don't want to put too much on Travis Ward. I mean, he's, you know, he's been a, a great player for us so far and he's had a couple of bad weeks, let's say, but he's almost been with the players. He's been with his, with the wide receivers that he's, he's meant to be watching. And it's just been some 
fantastic players from some fantastic wide receivers that we've seen that have just overcome his yeah. good marking, let's say. You know, he's, he's marked those those uh, wide receivers. There's a football term, a soccer term there, marking your man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I think Spags might still rely on that this time. I think he's going to be... He was good first time round. When he we played was. the Steers a few weeks, he was very good against the Steers. I think he got a pick in that game, didn't he? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I, I'm happy for Spags to leave guys on an island this yeah. week. If you're going to get the pressure up front, I'm happy. If the, if he doesn't drop Dan Sorensen back into the cover two defense as the deep safety on one side, then I'm absolutely fine with that. Let Juan Thornhill patrol the perimeter and the deep. Let him do that on his own. That's fine. He can do that. But get pressure in Big Ben's face. Do yeah. it. Because he will get rid of that ball early. There will be ducks thrown up. There will be like some terrible balls gone up. Um, there will be opportunities for this defense and opportunities for this defense to get this really bad quarterback off the field and bring on bring on this really good one in Patrick Mahomes. Like the Steelers, we've said it, the Steelers would be do well to not put this ball, this game in Big Ben's hands and try and trust their own game, but even still the offensive line isn't particularly great either. So, yeah, but th- this defence has no issue with this Steelers offence going going into Sunday. I want Chris Jones to knock Big Ben's false teeth out. That's what I'm after. That's what I'm <laughs> predicting. That's what I'm predicting. Right, so uh, we'll do predictions for this game, mate. Chiefs versus Steelers. What are we going with this one? So the Chiefs are going to win. I've, I've said that clearly. Yeah. I, that's what I believe. I think the Chiefs scored 42 points. Um, I do think the Steelers are going to score points because of what we talked about, Mike Tomlin being more aggressive, Big Ben's uh, uh, final swan song, all of this rubbish. Um, so I think, rubbish. Um, I think um, they get 20. I, I wouldn't be surprised they got 20 points purely for aggression only. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to turn the ball over. The Chiefs are going to score 42-20. Happy days. See you next weekend, Kansas City. Wow, 42-20. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going 34... 34- 17. Um, I think you're right. I think, <laughs> no, I just I just think the Chiefs are... It, it almost feels like the Chiefs are itching to really make a statement. And I think this is a perfect opportunity to make a statement. And looking ahead, I mean, I know you shouldn't look ahead, but looking ahead, you know, if it's going to be the Bills, the Chiefs are going to have to make something happen in this and just make the Bills question a few things. Uh, they're not going to think it's going to be a walk in the park. But... Yeah, I, th- I think I think 40, 34, 17, that's a fair one on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, as an added bonus for our listeners, let's predict the AFC Super Wild Card. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Now, let, let's not say score. Should we just go with which team wins yeah. and moving yeah. forward? Yeah, should we just do that? Because it'll, it'll take too long, mate, won't it? Okay, so let's have a look. Um, so Las Vegas Raiders versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's winning that? The Raiders. The Raiders? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say Bengals. I think the Raiders are going to win. That's going to be annoying, isn't it, if they do? No, not really. I want the Bengals I again. I want to play the Bengals. It's annoying, it's annoying from the standpoint where I don't think the Raiders really stand a chance against the Titans. And I think the Titans probably inevitably end up hosting the AFC Championship game if they have to play the Raiders in divisional weekend. Yeah. But at the same time, if it's an opportunity to get rid of a team like the Bengals in the playoffs, we know if the Chiefs do end up playing the Raiders, they'll beat them. But I've I've got a sneaky feeling about Raiders. They're, I thought they would win on Sunday and they did. Don't say they were and, destiny team. Don't say it. Uh, no, 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 not destiny team. I just think they they're, they're playing well enough at this moment in time that they can challenge a team like, like the Bengals. And I think the Bengals have been massively overhyped at the moment because of what they did to Baltimore and Kansas City. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore game doesn't really count because Baltimore basically had their reserves out, and we know the help that they got against the Chiefs. The, the, the Bengals' offense has not been like that all season. Yes, they've played two good games like it, but that has not been who the Bengals' offense has been all year in terms of the amount of yards, the amount of points they're scoring. Mm. I think they played the Raiders and lost early in the year, did they not? Well, they might have been a close game. So um, yeah. I'm, I am I think the Raiders can do it. I think Derek Carr is going to get his playoff win this this weekend. I'm going to go Bengals with that one because I think I think the, the Bengals, it's all about hitting the hot streaks, isn't it? And I think, the, the, the win against the Chiefs was obviously a big thing for them. And I think that they're looking at that as as fuel for their fire 
Um, mm. I agree with you. The, you know, the Vegas, you know, Vegas Raiders are not going to be, yeah, the Raiders are not going to be pushovers. Um, you know, they are going to put up a good fight. And, but I just think, I don't know, just Burrow, Chase, Higgins. We've all seen what the, the you know the receivers of the Chiefs have done against the Raiders in the past. I just think, I just think the Bengals are probably going to edge that one, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, right? In Buffalo, yeah, yeah. Um, now, the, now bear in mind, the Patriots did play them earlier in the season in Buffalo, and that's the one where Mac Jones only threw. One one completion out of three passes pass attempts, I think it was because yeah, of the, because like of the weather, fifty five mile an hour winds or something crazy. Exactly. Like that. So um, you, you just know the Patriots fans are looking at the weather reports for the leading up to this game, don't you? It's a funny one. I do think the Bills will win, but Josh Allen has not been good in the playoffs in his career. He hasn't, and the last time we saw him in the playoffs, he was throwing balls in Alex Okafor's face, and then then went on to. Be nominated for a sportsman of the year apparently or something like that in terms of sportsmanship yeah crazy um but i do think the bills are just a better team than the patriots yeah. the patriots obviously have their strengths and that being bill velichek and their defense but overall the the bills are a far more talented team and they fancied themselves as a team of destiny in AFC. they feel like uh, when it comes to super bowls is a matter of when and not if a bit mm. like how we felt a few years ago with yeah. Mahomes. We we knew a one would come we just didn't know when it would be and that's how i feel like the bills feel about themselves yeah they know one's going to come just a matter of when um i don't think it will be this year but i do feel like they're going to get to the divisional round i do, I, I think it's going to be a hell of a game that I'm really looking forward to because it's such a contrast in styles. You've got the team that doesn't run the football versus the team that loves to run the football. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a, an explosive offense versus an explosive defense. It, it should be a fantastic game of football, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the offense because I think good offense always beats good defense. So yeah. yeah, I'm going with the bills. I don't feel great about it, but I'm going with the bills. I'm going with an upset on this. Okay. I just think the Patriots, like we said before, Bill Belichick, he's been there plenty of times. He knows how to play uh, defense. He, I mean, the amount of times that we've seen a Belichick defense just literally shut down teams. I mean, we saw it against the Rams. We saw it against the Chiefs, you know, yeah. um, for half. so many times. Yeah, for so many times that, you know, they, it just manages to suffocate an offense. Mm. And I think that's probably what's going to happen with the Bills. And I think you were saying before that, seeing how Josh Allen is in the playoffs, it might get the better of him again. And especially with what happened before in the in the game previously, you know, yes, it was a weather thing, but Belichick just knew exactly what he was doing right from the off. And I think that's going to be the, that's going to be the decision maker, I think for me. You do know that the Bills beat the Patriots since then and absolutely wiped the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just <laughs> okay. think, I just think at, at, at Buffalo, and you know, weather might be an issue again. We just don't know, do yeah. we? We just don't know. I do. I do find it funny that we've sat here and predicted the playoffs, and you've you've got divisional weekend being the Titans versus the Patriots and the Chiefs versus the Bengals, where yeah. I've got it being the Titans versus the Raiders and the Chiefs versus the Bills. Yeah. Which one of those would you prefer? Would you, which want... one? Which one do you think gives the Chiefs a better chance of winning the Super Bowl? My route or your route? I would say my route. I would say I my agree. Room. Yeah, I agree with you. I and do I don't know if that's just me being hopeful or that's how it happens and that's how it plays out. But I don't know. I, I just I, yeah. the best route for you is a Chiefs versus in your route is a Chiefs versus Patriots AFC Championship game being played at Arrowhead. Yes, where my revenge. route is the Chiefs having to go to Nashville mm-hmm. and get revenge for the game earlier in the season, the one where the Titans beat the Chiefs twenty-seven three. Either way, we look Honestly, at it. It's both, they're both revenge games. Yeah, true. But I, either way, I, I um I think you'd be stupid not to wish for Patrick Mahomes versus Mac Jones, even if it does involve Bill Belichick yeah. versus yeah. Patrick Mahomes against that Titans team in Nashville. I'd feel much better about your route than mine, even yeah. if you did have to deal with Chiefs Bengals in the meantime. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would I would go with my route as well. <laughs> Make it happen, NFL. Make it 
Timeout. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was an inappropriate timeout. <laughs> <laughs> right then, mate. Really enjoyed that. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to leave us a rating review. We do like to read them and keep um, doing it. There's been loads. Thank you. Thank you. Every week, Pete has to say nice things about us. Like, every single week. He's like, who the hell's listening to this show? <laughs> do it. Do some it's, more. It's your turn to write the review this week. So Pete reads it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be on the phone to mum. Mum, can you leave me another review? To- <laughs> Keep doing it, Mum. Keep doing it. <laughs> uh, obviously, you can check in with your boys from the kingdom every Wednesday here at Arrowhead Pride. And remember, you can also listen to more Chiefs-related content here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for all your Chiefs news and game reactions. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. Mm-hmm.